Welcome to the Long Come Norwich podcast, your talkative team together tenaciously extolling the virtues of tremendous tactics, the telltale signs that we're top of the league. I'm joined as ever by John Punt, Hello. Andrew Lorne, hey, hey. and making his ACN debut, the irrepressibly creative NCFC songstress, John Rogers. Songstress? Tonight we'll take a look at the league table, like really stare at it for a long time, and pause for breath at the start of an international break that comes with Norwich sitting pretty like the impending Christmas fairy atop your tree. We'll take a look back at another successful week of wins, argue about how long it's been since we last played football this convincingly, taking your questions and round off as ever with the ACN quiz. Let's look back at the three games that have happened since we last met with Mr Dennis after the Brentford win. Um, Sheffield Wednesday, 4-0, easy peasy. Um, Did any of us go? No. No. Did any of us see it? I didn't. That coffee's really sweet. Super. Um... I didn't see it, no. Okay. I heard school updates. I watched it. I watched it. I watched it. I watched it. I watched it on the stream. I've got illegal streams. Okay, so illegal streams out of your earrolls. Please, yes. Please, will you tell us what your main takeaways were from that Wednesday game? First half, we missed a penalty. I'm just going to tell you what exactly what happened. Okay, yep. <laughs> but the first half was okay. We kind of we played as much football as we can. Yep. Without getting a bit bogged down, but then. Second half is incredible. Absolutely one of the best halves I've seen until this weekend. So, what is it that you think is so I'm serious? This isn't it? Mm. In, it is, yeah. Impressive, sure. especially <laughs> the bells in the background. Uh, we've left last time listening. You joined us. We were uh, nodge casting out of uh, Lorne's sofas in his living room. We've gone back to uh, Celesti Towers where we normally record, which is why you might hear passing traffic and the toll of the bells, which you know we feel is actually part of our. Um, Charm. Uh, going back to the Wednesday game, when what was it about that uh, that half of football that impressed you most? Was it the four goals in in fifteen minutes? Was it how little Wednesday off on the break? What was it, John, that impressed you? Um, Norwich aren't really renowned for being clinical and and like they have. You haven't. This is the first time we've actually given some a proper whooping, isn't it? The whole season. Actually, it was since Farker's taken over, I think. Mm. Yeah. It's only very recently that we've had a positive goal difference, isn't it, under Farker? Yeah, and we just didn't. Just didn't relent. Absolutely destroyed them on on in every area of the pitch. Didn't give them a shot. Didn't give them a shot. I can't remember them having a shot in the second half. <coughs> and Max Aaron's ripped their whole team to pieces on the right hand side. The hole that Aaron's ripped was exactly what I was going to bring up as my highlight from the game. Um, the way that he just stormed down the right hand side. It was like playing FIFA and the opposition has, hasn't like picked up his controller or he's rolling a joint or not come back from the toilet yet. It was just someone running all the way down and it was like the computer control players didn't know what to do. I'd be tempted to give Max Allen's player of the season if you were voting now. In fact, I would I would vote Max Allen's oh, player of the season. Because no. he's, he's just brilliant. What about closer? He's also good. There's a but chap that you look like just who's brilliant. probably, yeah, if, it was a pop, if it was a popular vote that was launched today, I think Mr Pookie would probably if, nick it. If you get points for handsomeness... He walks away with it, but I think Max Aaron's would be my player. Well, but I think it's points for humility. No, don't get points for humility. Be lightning for me. Take him out of the team, I don't think it would be the same. Mm. Nah, yeah. Which takes us He's back to how, how much better we are without um, Madison um, <laughs> for the fact that yeah. Lightner actually gets a turn on the ball. Um, so, obviously, the Wednesday game was, was, was brilliant in that we, we ripped them through them in the second half. Um, then we had Bournemouth. 
which we all said uh, prior to the game we'd be more than happy to to accept that being a, a defeat and, and an early bow out from the cup but how close we came to actually <laughs> embarrassing a, a relatively strong Prem team, I, I thought they would make more changes and rest more players than that. I think they made eight changes. I think they made the same amount of changes as us. But I thought there would be, uh, sorry, I meant more changes from senior players. Yeah, I, it was a I, I thought there would be a yeah, lot younger players that, that we'd be up against than that. And I think it was a creditable defeat. Um, the big takeaway for that was Mario Vrancic. He was phenomenal. It's probably the best I've he seen. He played his way into the team, didn't he? Yeah, he has played his way into the team. Well, he's now out again. But anyway, um, that's by the by. But, and I think that demonstrates... Um, the Norwich of last season compared to the Norwich of this season in that we've got several players who can create chances now. Vrancic did that a bit last season, but it's not as much as we'd like. But you've got Stiepenman there, who's creating chances now. He's got two or three assists. Emi Buendia's up there with eight assists. Vrancic, you know, got his assist on Saturday for a lovely ball to, to Puki. So I think it's all really positive. The it's other nice big takeaway, I think, from the Bournemouth game was the fact that we made eight changes and then played exactly the same way mm. again. And I think that speaks of the way that Fark has managed to coach them over 18 months to play yeah. his way and everyone is there to do their job and they know what that job is and it doesn't it doesn't matter who plays the team plays the same way and the person coming in knows what to do and it doesn't matter that we consistently give away at least one goal because it seems that um, we just assume that we're going to keep going and, and scoring by the end of the, the game every single time, which brings us nicely to... I don't think that's fair, though. We've kept quite a lot of clean sheets, so I don't think we consistently give away one goal. But there's a difference in that when we do concede a goal now, you don't think, oh, shit, yeah. that's it. In fact, I tweeted it after the game, but on uh, when Millwall scored their third on Saturday, Nev Townsend uh, shouted along the road to me, Lordy, we're going to win 4-3! And he, was, he wasn't just like taking the piss, he was pretty confident that we were still well in that game, and we were. I wasn't. At half-time, I thought we were done. So. <laughs> <laughs> we've, only, we've, we've kept four clean sheets this season. And I th yeah, so that's quite a lot, isn't it? It's nearly a third of games, or nearly a fifth of games. Um, but the impressive thing, I think, this season, and they raised it somewhere else, I forget which podcast, oh. but I was listening to one, um, is that we haven't conceded, or we, we don't usually six. concede more than one. <laughs> Do We've we? also kept six clean sheets and classic Piggy can't, can't count negative. I haven't got my glasses on, so I can't read it properly. So Birmingham swag. scored two. Right. West Brom so scored we'll go four. Go through the clean sheets. Stevenson scored one. Preston. Sheffield United Middle scored two. QPR, Leeds scored three. Wigan. These are just people shouting out numbers now. Sheffield Wednesday. Brentford. This is what people cheer for. Sheffield Wednesday. Six. Six, so fuck off. Yeah, but. He's got a good point. Let's just say fuck. Let's make it in the middle. Yeah, let's meet in the middle. I'm pretty sure that's how statistics work, isn't it? By the mean. You just like stop being mean to each other and then you just pick on John. Um, yeah, so anyway, we conceded three on Saturday, so we still can't defend, but it was. I think it was an example on Saturday with the pathetic way that we went from 2 1 to 3 2, um, where. That is the sort of thing that you would expect from Norwich. That's the sort of thing you'd expect from Farker's Norwich last season. Um, and then what you expect from Farker this season is, well, actually, no, even though we've now down again and we haven't got long to go, we can actually turn this around. And uh, I, for uh, long and boring reasons, didn't actually go on Saturday um, to the Tell middle us. of the game. 
Uh, I couldn't couldn't go. I had family visiting, just moved house and didn't have time to do the things I needed to do in order to... to, to Let's let's drill down to the details. Well, drilling, it's it's interesting you mentioned drilling (laughs) because drilling was part of it. So uh, uh, I have to make sure... We're going to edit this out. What was your wife having to drill? (laughs) I was was needing to do some drilling at home uh, and it it, it took a long time. Um, so I couldn't go to the game. Uh, so I was following it uh, via um, star of this parish, Chris Gorham, um, still quiz champion. And uh, I, but I could hear on the radio the sounds of the Barclay behind the team after the calamitous uh, collapse. Yeah. Uh, and there didn't seem to be a dip in atmosphere really between the... Um, between the difference between us being level when they had the first shot goal and then behind with the second you know, quick fire shot goal. So what was it like for the gentleman that actually attended the game? I think the atmosphere was pretty average when we went 1-0 down and actually before we went 1-0 down it, it wasn't great. It was, as soon as we got that equaliser there was belief kind of just injected into Carrow Road and it was really good after that. It's a weird thing I think at the moment in that the atmosphere seems really good pre-game and then maybe for the first two minutes into the game and then it just vanishes again yeah. and it's your fault you too I you take the blame but I was actually there not at home drilling so there's there's other places you could point the finger of blame and you were singing so a little bit yeah but um, you know when we go 1-0 down to a team and there's a kind of like a slow uh, people start clapping and start singing on the ball seat or something there's a kind of oh, no, no, no. I always feel really proud like a yeah. little, like no, a little right. that was the oh, feeling but, I had at home um, after drilling listening to the radio um, when you hear that uh, yeah we're going to be behind you now yeah no, okay more yeah. than one of us is doing it then I and, and me too I think that that's something that only happens in the seasons where there is more belief than pessimism I think um, that's the thing is it's taken a little while to get going at the moment but once it gets going yeah everyone is on it this season that's the difference for me my mate raised a really good point, and I couldn't think of a season. So he said, is there any other season that we've sung E-I-E-I-E-I-O and we haven't gone up? Yes, definitely. Oh, I'm pretty sure we sang it under Alex Neal. In that yeah, season when we went top of the season, league. Yeah, and yeah maybe under Neil Adams. Because we went off no, to a great start, didn't we? Yeah, we were top after beating Burton or someone in mid-September. All right, well, it was a shit point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was a really good point at the time. What's his name, your mate? Ben. That's why Ben's not coming on the podcast. I know. Um, so, John, the person who we did invite on the podcast for your fantastic views, um, please sum up in a short, succinct sentence. Okay, how um, short? Um, 15 words or fewer. Okay. Um, it's quite what? a long sentence. Mm. Okay. Not for you. <laughs> say, say, say some words, because it's an audio medium, um, that, that, will, that will sum up your... this review section of the pod as we look back on the fact that we keep winning. It is, isn't it strange... That there's there's nothing to complain about. No, because I'm not much of a complainer personally. Apparently, you are. I've been told by these two in DMs non-stop that you're so grumpy and they're really upset about how grumpy yeah. you are. I'm surprised that they need to go to DMs to do it because they'll just tell me too much. Just look at his face. You oh. can tell he's. But, 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 but how we get? Well, obviously, this. I still don't. I'm not. I'm not a pessimistic, but I'm never. I'm not. I'm not like a positive either. I never. I kind of want. Norwich to do as well, of course, but I still don't think we're we're gonna just gonna crumble soon. And then we'll, we'll be all right. And then we'll. Get, I, I am tied between. Do you know what? This is the best football we're playing, and we're destroying teams at the moment. But 
it's, we're going to get an injury to someone important. The closest legs going to fall off, or okay, so that's an important point then. Because was that fifteen words or less? That was brilliant. Because when we <laughs> when we were doing our, um, you don't need to shout the Michael pick it up, John. I thought you'd done the podcast. I'll before. shout you. You're so far away. Uh, okay, um, we I have to be in a different room for contractual reasons. Legal reasons. The the thing that we were talking about earlier in the year was just after Hanley got injured, we did a pod and we were hand ringing about the fact that oh, we're fucked now because we haven't got Hanley. You make an interesting point there, Mr. R. Which which is the injury that if it happened, you know, in Tampa, someone you know falls off their kayak or whatever? I think John's already said. It. I think Lightner is the heartbeat. Uh, and I think Lightner aside, you're probably looking at Teddy because we haven't got a like for like defensive midfielder there. We've got Tom Tribal, but he's not as combative. He doesn't read the play as well. Ben Godfrey might be able to do that job, but Farker seems to see him as a centre back. So I think those two. But does Farkas see him as a centre back because um, Teddy is available most of the time? And, and do you think it could be similar to Harrison Reed at right back? He might end up being a, ending up there and ending up kind of carving a niche there. And I think from what I've heard, he very much sees him as a centre back. Right. Okay. That's disappointing because I, I I don't I can't see him getting unless there is an injury to, to those two. I think there needs to be two injuries. <coughs> well, to get I think there's a going to be back soon. Isn't but it? I think there's a point in that, in so much as Tim closes out a contract in the summer. So is he trying to cultivate him? into the centre-back that we could do with next season should we not go up. He was great against Bournemouth. Yeah, he was really good. He's yeah, a first 10 minutes, he's a bit shaky, and then he really grew into it. So, yeah, so you, you think Teti, you think Leitner. You, obviously, you've already said Leitner, but you have to come up with someone else because you can't just think John's answer. Yeah, that's Steeler. Uh, OK, I'll come up with someone else then. So, why someone else would be cruel because we haven't got another goalkeeper. Yeah, good shout. I think we'd be almost as good if we just left no one in there. Um, How much do you think Angus Gunn thinks? Should I have gone to Southampton? Should have gone back. Um, it's a shame if we, if we get if we get him third round of the FA Cup, same as we can sing to where's at West Brom. It could have been you, although if where's had his way, it would have been him. But could you see him coming back next season as a result? What we're in the, when we're in the Prem? Yeah, and Southampton uh, aren't. Uh, yeah, quite possibly. Don't you like Cruel? I, I I don't really mind him very much at all. Um, Lorne he had was a bit of a boo boy for Cruel, um, and <laughs> yeah. even when he wasn't playing that badly, obviously he had another Rick on Saturday. Cruel's my one that I trust least in the team. Don't you think he's getting better? Yeah, yeah. undoubtedly. Think, don't, don't you think he can get even better? Yeah, undoubtedly. And I wouldn't. I'd <coughs> much rather he was in the team than McGovern. But if if I was going to buy someone in January, it'd be a goalkeeper. Just reserve goalkeeper and take it. For now, yeah. But yeah. I'd like Angus back, please. I wonder yeah. what Cruel's got. 13 mil. Be fine. Yeah. Did he, how much did he go for? 13 mil. Was that what it was? We'll sell some more Poogie t-shirts. Just sit on the, yeah. just sit on <laughs> yeah. the, uh, just sit on the bench. I still think it's a really bizarre career move. There, there must be something else to it. Well, he must have thought he was going to be 13. <coughs> yeah, I think he'd got assurances that you're going to firmly compete for the number one spot. And actually, Mark Hughes is on borrowed time, so he could well be number one. When Farker goes there and instills him as number one, yeah, don't say that. I don't think anyone would take take a risk. So yeah, okay, we, let's be as doom merchants we can. We've talked about injuries. Now let's talk about who's going to nick Farker. Do you think that you know if if we do continue this? John said we're going to crumble, but if we do continue yeah, this good this good bit of play, do you do, do you think <laughs> that is, someone is going to come? If you don't Farker? say as everything's brilliant, he hears misery. Do you think that maybe one thing that we might get done in Tampa is a contract for Farker? Yes. I think we probably will, but I think that there was a piece in The Independent, I think it was last week, that was really interesting, um, about Stuart Webber, basically, and the revelation in there that we've got four people on a shortlist now that we know who would replace Farquhar if he went. So 
I think I think the similar thing in the way that um, Warlock. Yeah, all of those. I think the similar thing in terms of the way the players came in Harry to the Bournemouth team Brilliant. and played the exact same way. I think if we got a coach in, it would be a similar thing. Like we're no longer starting fresh every single time you bring in a player. We bring in a manager, and I think it wouldn't matter hugely. Do you reckon? Because that's firmly Farkas' background team, isn't it? I think that was <coughs> the idea in the infancy of the project was, yeah, it will be a... And Weber said it himself, you know, you could pretty much pluck out the head coach and put someone else in. But they are, you know, Reimer is Farkas' man. Christopher John, who's just been brought in, is Farkas' man and played under him. So I'm not sure it's as binary as, yeah, that'll be fine. Just oh, that, yeah, yeah, I don't think it'll be fine. I think there'd be a hiccup. And I think the fact that we appointed John this week suggests Farker. He's going to have a contract freeze. Why are we even talking about this, though? We're top of the league. He asked the question. That's what yeah, we're no, talking but, but about. Yeah, why bring up? Well, because, because Parker's going to go and say he's gone. <coughs> top of the league. Yeah, but you, but that's the thing. When you that's when you are top of the league, you have different things to you have different things to think about. And what what we're thinking about now is uh, can it possibly go wrong? Yeah. Because like, realistically, when when you are top of the league. You think there is the potential that someone might come sniffing around your around your coach, which is why with Tampa coming up, um, there's the potential that we need to get the deal done so that there is maybe an, a, a, at least a huge amount of compensation that we can get. Um, and, and it strikes me that the current team we've got in charge, that's the sort of thing they would think of. They might think, yeah, do you know what? We are we do know who we would go out to straight away, and we are confident we could drop anyone in, but let's at least get a few million in compensation for them. I saw Farker. Uh, bash his heart and then kiss his like, badge I think I've never seen a footballer ever do that before so it obviously means he loves Norris City that's interesting because the that's, 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 always been, there, that's always been the thing that I really I've really been I'm still a little bit disappointed with in, in Farker is that I haven't seen I like the tub thumping managers I don't like the ones that keep their, their, their cool on, on the side of the pitch I want them to be kicking every ball and living and breathing it composure and is one of the worst things you want in a decision making yeah, yeah and Ooh, no, no, keep going, keep going. No, I completely appreciate your, your point Lorne, Um but I think when there is a set but when there's a celebration to be had at an end of the game he has started to come over to the fans a bit more and he started to kind of um applaud the fans a little bit more but I still think there could be a lot more than that and but, it might be after he gets a contract he might actually feel like it's worth trying to start a bit of a bond here but I think he's he's probably acutely aware that a lot of the fans weren't particularly behind him say even you know two three months ago so he now senses the opportunity to be able to go and share in a victory with the fans tap his little parker as if say I was wearing the green one we won today lovely thank you that's directly um, to you isn't it that message yeah, yeah. absolutely put that on your spreadsheet Johnny was going <laughs> I haven't even got a spreadsheet it's just a note <laughs> please stop fucking emailing me your spreadsheet <laughs> <one>. <laughs> I, I actually agree with Piggy but I never agree with you I don't think do I no, you but don't. I agree with you on this I think I'm bringing you two together I love this I think he came over to the Bartley on Saturday and that's the first time he came over and I hoped when we appointed him that he would come with this sort of German continental idea of we were told getting that the team happen. together, coming over to the Bartley and everyone doing it together. If you remember, we were specifically told at that fan forum thing that that was going to be a big, at the start of last season, that was going to be a big part of what the, this new German revolution was going to be about. And a lot of players... players done it at home, though. He has done it a lot away from home. Didn't do it at Scum. And the players tend well, to no, do it. Because we just drawn. Yeah, but it would, yeah, but we'd get it. When, when we beat it, exactly. When we beat it, it's the year before we went over to the disabled fans rather than the away fans. Do you ever watch Farker during a game? Yes. I watch him loads. Because yeah. I'm right opposite him. And he goes livid a lot of the time. Really, really angry at a lot of players a lot of the time. 
And you don't really, I never kind of see that. How, I know a lot of managers do it, but mm. I, you don't expect it from him. But he goes livid at some players. If you, if you, if he gives away, a, if, so if one player gives away a pass, he is apoplectic nearly. He's like rolling, swinging around with his fists, and he's punching people in is the front row. Of them. Is that new this season? Though? No, well, I think he's, he's more animated. This he's season. Done, he's, he's done a lot because I, I used to love watching. That. I always, when something goes wrong, I automatically go. My eyes go to the manager to see what the reaction is. Sometimes he just sits down. Still think he sits down too often. It's yeah. a good tidbit to take away though. Is next home game every time there's an error, look, everyone look at Farfield. Yeah, you'll like the whole head swivel the whole round. Yeah. Good, like a wind. Yeah. That'll push almost, the ball. Almost, That's the kind of influence we have. Like the Mexican waves, the Farfield wave. The Farfield wave is everyone going to always get me cross. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't got to be as camp as that if you don't want to, but you know it's inclusive. We would really like to uh, say thank you to the people who nominated us for the FSF. Um, Punt, why don't you tell everyone what the SFF is? The Football Supporters Federation. It's kind of as it is, isn't it? But I think they are merging with Supporters Direct, Lorne, is that right? I think so. Mike Ashley owned them. Yeah. That's <laughs> right. Sweet, by a cheap fan. <laughs> what is, like me, <laughs> what is that shit quality? Um, so what are we nominated for? We are nominated for Best Fan Media, and it'd be really lovely if people voted for us because we are up against... Ask blog and the Anfield rap. So they've got a lot of followers, so if people could go and vote for us, that would be marvellous. And what is interesting is if you go on the Football Support Federation website and then go on the shortlist news story, you can get through to the voting form, and it doesn't matter how many times you've voted, you can always get back there to vote again and again and again and again. And what's really nice about this one is we don't know who nominated us. So that's quite. We've had a couple of people take credit, and we thank those people very much. Mm-hmm. Um, and we would uh, name check them if we could remember them. But I know one of them is Brad, so thank you, Brad. We would also go as far as to say, if you want to be name checked and you want to nominate us for awards, don't let us stop you. No, exactly. Uh, we'll send you stuff if you like. Just tell us what stuff you like. Um, so what we'll do is we'll tweet the link. Just one quickly thing as it's well time. that I'm thinking of, as it just came up in my brain, but. This is the first time ever in Norwich City's history that they've scored four goals in the second half twice in a row. That's mind-blowing. Have you been looking at NCFC numbers on Twitter? Someone tweeted it. Yeah. Um, but I think it's mind-blowing. It's a good Twitter. First time it. ever. <coughs> it's going to be four. the first time we've scored three second half, four, go- four goals in the second half. After Swansea. Yeah. No, I think we'll, I think we'll be Swansea comfy. Um, we've got Swansea coming up, and then Hull, uh, and then Rotherham. Three very, very winnable games. Well, we're going to be talking about Swansea. No, no, no. Really, really Swansea isn't yeah. very winnable. It is. They well, want to play football, and we're better at that than they are. Eighth or ninth at the minute. Yeah, but it's a long way. Yeah, it's a long way. I don't think that's. Well, they just come from Tampa. Like it's going to seem. It's like, even it's gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna <laughs> But that's probably a fair point. That actually, we don't want to be jet lagged off this. And Farker spoke about it in his pre-Millwall press conference. That he's, I don't think he's particularly happy that we're going over there. And he, he said he was at pains to emphasise we're fulfilling contractual obligations off the back of this. So, mm-hmm. so and the I've, halftime show is shit, and Farker's yeah. probably annoyed about that. So it needs to be, it needs to be a lot better. Just being Tampa Bay. Have you, have you talked about suggestions for a halftime show? No, no but I feel like if it. I feel like if anyone would know a good halftime suggestion, it would be you. Like if I if I was in charge of the club, the, my first appointment would be you as halftime entertainment. I'll get, come back to me, and I'll, I'll think. And I'll think of something that we, they could do as much better. We're going to move on to uh, the similarities to previous oh. promotion seasons. Um, 
one of the things that we've got is that we've got strikers that are scoring goals. Another thing we've got is that the league is really open with, with no absolute clear favourite. There doesn't seem to be a Newcastle, a Manchester City, a Portsmouth. You know, Sometimes we've had these teams absolutely stomp away with it. And this seems to be the sort of, of, of league season that is absolutely ripe. Um, like with the Premier League when Leicester won it, you know, it really does help to have someone who's maybe a little bit of a surprise, i.e. us, um, storm up on the outside. Um, I was looking back at the other seasons to try and see if I could find any other um, examples. And I, and I thought maybe us being better than the sum of our parts might be the case. But actually, that isn't true because we really did do it on the back of Holt and Hux, you know, the, the previous two yeah. times. So, um, and, and obviously with Neil, um, again, there wasn't necessarily a, an absolute standout player, but there were two or three kind of carried us quite a lot in, you know, in the forms of Redmond and all the goals that Jerome scored. I don't know. Bradley it, Johnson as well. Yeah, yeah, I miss him. Um, so yeah, can you can you think of any other similarities to the to the previous seasons? I think it could be said for any successful team, but we've got a decent spine now. I know we we're talking about Cruel perhaps being a bit shaky at the start of the season, but for me, he's fine. Centrally, you look all the way throughout that side now, and we're decent. And you look centrally throughout any successful Norwich side, we've always been good. And I was looking also at the um, at the, the potential um, run. So for example, when we went up in two thousand and ten eleven. Um, we had a couple of Carling Cup games, as it was still the Carling Cup then, um, and then we just had the single uh, FA Cup um, loss to Leighton Orient. Um, and so it would point in those two seasons, um, most <coughs> recent when we went up, that we want to be out of the Cup nice and promptly. Well, what's interesting about uh, that 2010-2011 season is we didn't really start that well, did we? Like There's that little period then, November time, and it was bookended with beating Middlesbrough at home and then thumping Ipswich but we went five games without a win and there's not there's not any big runs of wins in that season like we've had this season where we've put together four or five wins in a row I think there was a lot of unbeaten runs <coughs> under Lambert I think that was the difference that we really didn't lose that many games whereas at the moment we now we, we seem quite happy to lose a few but actually we're turning one point into three yeah so here you can see um, under Lambert between uh, in the league at least um, between the start of Feb and the end of October, we only lost once in that entire time. Yeah. Um, so yeah, whilst they're not all wins, it is it is absolutely about consistency. And consistency is what we've got, which brings me to the other thing, which is the you can not. It's not just because you win that in those seasons that you remember the players you played. It's because most <coughs> often you can name the starting eleven because most of the time it was the same starting eleven. Yeah. So the reason you remember. Who is your back fours in in those years? The reason you remember who is the midfielders is because gen generally, if you get a solid run of games with the same people playing all the time, they tend to get better at playing together. Yeah, I think that's true. I think we've had that consistency this year, and I think the other thing that you remember from promotion campaigns is there's a lot of late goals or turnarounds where you're losing the game and then you come back and win it, or as we've had the last couple of weeks, you score late to win. And this season feels like that. Like when you go behind, you don't think you've lost the game. Whereas last season, first goal was the winner. Under Alex Neil, first goal was always the winner. And I don't think that's the case anymore. And I think that's one of the most sort of optimistic things, is that now if we go behind, no one, people shrug their shoulders and we'll go again. So, John, if you look there, the turning point was roughly the Ipswich game on 1-4-1. If you kind of look, there's four draws and that, that, yeah. that win. And after that, it's just little, 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 isn't it? It's really good form. Yeah, so maybe long periods of not losing. Um, and there's only six clean sheets in the, in the same the same period of time. So well, when have we got scum? It's, it's February, isn't it? 
So yeah, we, we, we have Scum at the uh, start of February, and off the back of that, we then have Alex Neal, Bolton. That's not the period you need to look at. Look at January. West Brom, Sheffield United, Birmingham are up there as well. Yeah, then Ipswich. So they're, they're the th- if we are still at the top, after West Brom, Birmingham. Just before that derby in Nottingham yeah, Forest. In exactly. fairness, from 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 it's from boxing, boxing day to Boxing Day to our um, third round FA Cup exit, we've got a really quite stodgy run. Well, Boxing Day trip switch basically is is mm. going to be the key bit of the season. I think if, as John says, if we're still there or thereabouts at the end of that little run. Yeah, I, I believe I definitely believe that. Do you believe already, Lon? Um. No, not really. But I just I'm enjoying it. Yeah. Me too. Uh, the yeah. other the other thing I think I is like I don't really want to get promoted because the Premiership is so it's shit. Exactly the conversation me and my like, dad had this week. Do, do we actually want to go up? Well, it's a tricky one there because I mean it's I so guess, enjoyable winning all the time. But at the well, same just time, to, we know financially we're going to have to sell all these Max Aaron's, Jamal Lewis's, Todd Campwell's in two or three years if we don't go up. So double yeah. sword. What feels better, a win against Bolton or a win against? Bournemouth or someone and or West Ham they're West about, about the same it depends on when in the, something like a Bournemouth or a Bolton depends on where in the season so like for example we don't really have a great deal of history against Derby or interest against Derby you know sometimes it, they, they, they are you know they've been in the playoffs a lot recently but that Derby 3-2 is you know one of my favourite games of all time and it's Derby and it, it meant so much because it was at that point and it meant that you know we, we were kind of sending them off to Portsmouth knowing that it was in their hands to wrap it up um, and I think that we, we did touch on this on the last pod with McDennis with, with the, because we had the Bournemouth game we were looking at what Bournemouth had done the style that they play um, and I, I do think that not necessarily the squad because boy does that probably need some work if we were to go up the fact that we've got in theory this identity and this way of playing if we are going to take that to the premiership and actually improve we would need definitely need to improve the defense we definitely need a better goalkeeper um but because he gets punished so much more regularly but if we could play decent football then i think then i think we can enjoy it i think it, partly the premier league experience was sullied a bit by the the kind of limp way that Hewton went about it with us i think that was part of it and i think that we would have young, hungry, unheard of players trying to prove themselves in, in this system. And I think we'd probably get behind that a lot more and it would be more entertaining. Um, but yeah, yeah, just scrapping for fourth from bottom is not as interesting as trying to go up, is it? No. When that Lambert first Premier League season, like where Holt scored at Anfield and like we went toe-to-toe with clubs and you felt like we might we might lose, but if we do, we're going to go down swinging. That was, that was quite enjoyable. But yep. I'd much rather be top six in the championship every season this is my better question then what would you prefer a win against Bolton or a draw away at Liverpool I'd prefer a win against Bolton a win against Bolton yeah. rather win games like, I'd, I'd go as far as to say <laughs> or in the draw with Liverpool sorry what's it was 4-4 four, four, and we score the fourth in, nil, nil. we come from 4-0 yeah. I'll, I'll have that yeah. but I'd go as far as to say um, so the last season we were in the Prem I think we beat Arsenal at home yeah. 1-0 yeah. I much more preferred beating Millwall Saturday than I did beating Arsenal but I think that's a different league. kind of game isn't it but it's, it's partly the different kind of game it's partly because uh, Millwall's Millwall won, fans won well it's it's a lot of different contextual things but I'd rather beat Millwall's fans than Arsenal's fans it's just there's something about the championship where it's so unpredictable like I'd rather I'd it's rather be a game league. where it's, it's end to end it's fingernails isn't it yeah, it's more exciting league that's, that's no, no question about that but it's just pushing yourself against the better teams 
You ask a, a Watford or a Bournemouth or maybe even a Wolves early on Wolves, what, how they felt about it. I think it's pushing. I mean, Leicester, I'd, I'd push. I'd push myself up the highest level we possibly can. Keeps people in jobs, and I just think it's a healthier for the football club. I like that you want us to win for the economy. That's nice. Well, not necessarily. That's more the the, the coming at the club because you know people getting sacked. When we, you know, when we came down, they probably won't, more people might get sacked, mm. and if we don't go up this year, who knows? Well, I think there's another point because <coughs> it's about infusing the next generation of fans. And actually, if you're in the Premier League and you can take your kid and you're going to watch, you know, I don't know, Sergio Aguero or someone, you know, Eden Hazard or whoever it might be, I think you'll get kids along to Carrow Road because of that, and then <coughs> they'll get the bug to an extent. But if you're a kid and you're going to Carrow Road, would you? Which is more likely to get you to want to go back? A last minute. Us beating Millwall four three or getting yeah. dipped six 0 by Manchester. But it's not four three against Millwall every. No, but every it's not. But it? similarly, you go and watch Sergio Aguero. Sergio Aguero. Sergio Aguero. Sergio Aguero. Julio Julio. You're basically you're going to watch us lose four 0 and that isn't fun for anyone, including Man City fans. I'd go as far as to say. It's all hypothetical. They love it. Yeah, I know. It's too too many hypotheticals. Let's move on. Going back to half time, John, what is the best suggestion you've got right. for a new half time? Everyone's seen yeah. it. <clears throat> you know when they, you get someone put uh, like a baseball bat on the head and they spin around ten times yeah. and they have to run and try and score a penalty? Yeah. I would watch that every single time. You yeah. see some fat bloke with a thing, spin around and then try and kick four on his ass. Yeah, brilliant. There you go. That's better than kicking a big ball at a massive target from 90 yards. Oh, well done. One point. Oh, well done. No points. Uh, I would um, counter that by saying I think the best halftime entertainment I've ever seen is when they got those massive, great like sumo, sumo suits, suits. Oh, yeah, and then they yeah, wrestled. Yeah. They just both fell over immediately. Health, I, I cried till I laughed. The Zorb balls were quite good. It well. needs comedy. Yeah. It needs a little bit of like yeah. slapstick. It's yeah, a knockout. It exactly. Slapstick. Yeah. Pugil sticks. The Zorb balls, where I think it was one of the away subs, was just pinging balls at the guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's have some questions from oh, the ACN mailbag. What do you want, Twitter or Facebook? You choose it, mate. All right, hang on, mother after. So I saw one nice question that we could just start off with while he's looking around. It's from uh, our debut ever, our first ever guest, Richard Jeffrey, who asked who has the most bruises from uh, Saturday. Now, that seems like it would be one of us three, but given you were doing DIY... I guess it's probably you. I'm pretty. I'm pretty scar free. I'm pretty yeah, scar exactly. and bruise free from my moving house. I've got a little scrape on my knee. That's about it. I've got quite a cut on my arm. Wow, that's a good one. And uh, a this bruise line. Yeah, I think that's the brick wall at the back. What the hell? Is that? You want to go come sit in the south stand? It's very brother. We waiting to shake hands vigorously. Well done, we all shook hands and went home. We passed the canopies. I think uh, Punt described it as surfing the E-block wave. And nice. I don't know how I ended up at the top of the stairs, as in the top of the little tunnel thing, but I went there and it's probably 50 feet from where I started. No recollection, but I was bleeding and bruised after that. Well, I wanted to get away on the whistle, <laughs> so I kind of moved into the aisle, and that was the stupidest thing you could do. That's what we did at Birmingham. Yeah, yeah we were on the aisle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck, there's about we 20 people away, just and then bundling like, oh, towards me. Yeah. Down, 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 down. Uh, right, give us some questions, pump face. So this is from Jamie Ward. Um, who would win in a wrestling match between Grant Holt and Timmy Pukki? And I'm going to give Holt. you that it's peak Grant Holt. Oh, Grant, Holt. Grant, Holt. Grant Holt now. Yeah, Grant, yeah. Holt now. Grant Holt's power. I think he's got that determination. But isn't Pukki a bit more agile? No, Pukki's a thing. Holt wasn't he's agile when he was a player. He doesn't need to be agile. The first 100 yards is in his head, etc. He's a bit more intelligent. So I don't know, maybe he might... 
No, no Pookie's a thinking man. horse all day. He's not. Yeah, go on, Holt. I think okay. Pookie might beat him at chess, but I think it's 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 Holt for for wrestling. All right, and then we've got one of our contributors, Dougal McCormick, who should take our next penalty. Well, Lightner's taking it. Boom. Is he definitely? Yeah. Taking well, it? he looked, looked like the, he wanted it from Pookie. Yeah, look at the highlights. He pointed at him just like saying, "Like get the boy up." Oh, Pookie's right. like, "Fuck off." Yeah. <laughs> but, that, but that was a flashback to um, last season, which is what he did on every single free kick and every single corner. Ran over to it, and then Madison said, "No, I take these." Wouldn't it be nice if every single player missed a penalty this season, but we still went up? I think it's possible. <laughs> That'd be good. That'd be a good stat, wouldn't it? Yeah. The last game of the season, we get one cruel comes running up exactly. to and deliberately skies it so that we complete the stat. Back kills it into his own net. <laughs> <laughs> I would have light net, but um, my dad had quite a good suggestion for this. He said closer because he thinks he'd just smash it. He would smash it. I think Stephen would do the same. He'd just smash it. I just I, there's something about Stephen. I don't Zimmerman's quite trust his smashy, technique. Isn't he? He's quite smashy. Yeah. Zimmerman would do a diving header <laughs> off the spot along the so line. Any, any of the Germans. Emmy spot. as well. Buendia, I think yeah. would be would take a good pen. But I think he'd take a. a he'd smart be too crafty. I think, oh. I think he would do a stop and then and then do a go. as well. But was there that much wrong with Pukki's penalty on Saturday? We didn't go in. But these aren't penalties aren't being missed. They've been saved. Mm. That's a big difference. Yeah. If they're yeah, Jordan's one was pretty wide, didn't he? Didn't Jordan lose second? I thought. Oh, sorry, but I do beg his pardon, your pardon, everyone's pardon. Sorry. Putting it over a wide or something, just, that's unforgivable, I think, from yeah. that. But there are, they've been decent saves. They have been decent saves. This is one of those things, isn't it? So, liner. Okay. Andrew Kent asks on Twitter if you're offering Farker a contract extension, how many years would you give him, Tom? At the moment, I'd give him four. Simply four because, years. Yeah, hang on. So you've gone, gone from Farker to, to Sacrificer to four years. years. <laughs> <laughs> Four years. <laughs> you do know he has no. He doesn't know. No idea what he's doing right now. He just like just rambles and just talks. Four years. Okay. Next. Eighteen. What's the question? Don't know. Keep going. For the following reason. <laughs> For the following reason, which is that while we're win- that while we're winning and while his stock is high, if someone comes in for him, we get loads of compensation. Yeah, but you're expecting it to go wrong permanently, and we probably have to give him a load. No, but if... Two years. Okay. Four years. <laughs> Champions, fuck about, fuck about four years. That is ridiculous. It'd be one year for me, roll a contract. I think it'd work. Do Just it. keep one year. Yeah, doesn't he, he won't tap his parker if it's only a year. Of course he will. He loves it. <laughs> four years. Ah, here's my favourite thing you've ever said. Unthanked Kitchen asks if you could change the walk-on music prior to kick-off what would it be? Mr Music Man (laughs) (laughs) Can't you record one for them? So this is a thing that came up in the atmosphere meeting we suggested that they find a local (laughs) musician who was talented to make some sort of video that they could play beforehand on the big screen and then that could segue into them coming out and given they haven't been able to find any talented local musicians could you step up? I suggested this to John straight after that meeting. I might have even texted it to him during the meeting and he said a square, fuck, fuck right off. Why not? I'd already asked previously. Basically, you know the music to the Olympics that was done by Underworld? Ah, uh, yeah. London Olympics. Yeah, yeah. Danny Boyle's thing. Exactly. It went over 17 minutes long. But, man, it builds into this thing and I wanted to do something similar to an, an in in... Great. Yeah, that's the word. Incorporate. Um, on the ball, city into it. Slowly, in a building, mm-hmm. having little bits and bits, and just grows and grows and grows. This massive thing. Want to do it, but they said no. I think so. you should ask again. Okay. 
I'll ask on your behalf. Please do. Everyone tweet the club. You so, no, no, no. Big Most of the people at the club think you're in the <coughs> Should we get some I don't think that's true. <laughs> uh, what can hashtag be? Hashtag. No, it doesn't. They never do it. They never do it. Because I think, I think well, what it is, the people who do the music has. The people who do the, the, the graphics are in somewhere. There's a DJ, isn't it? Preston. Um, the, Steve yeah, Trivet is the DJ. Yeah. And the big DJ. screen, the big screen is DJ, controlled yeah. by yeah. Restless. Yeah. And another thing they have said. Yeah, that's only for another couple of years, mm. and then they get out of it, and then they can control the content themselves. He's having to watch like forty-seven games, the poor lad. But another thing they have said is that it's quite difficult to time it, so that if you built it to a crescendo, then to get them to come out at the right time yeah. is difficult. But I still think there's scope. They could yeah. do better than they currently do I don't know what in it that is. regard. It's always some sort of R and B. There's like, that lights thing, which I've never is heard that anywhere. Kanye? Is it? It's got. It's well, a girl it, singing it. Yeah, yeah. But I've only, I've only, I've never heard it in any setting other than that. I mean, I don't often get there, bang on kickoff anyway. But um, I've never heard it in any other setting but Car Road through that shit tunnel. I couldn't tell you what it is now. I'm concentrating on my arm, not for it. Might be better, but it's not as good as my house. Kanye West. All the lights. Is it? Is that the one that's definitely not Kanye? I thought you meant flashing lights. I'm just concentrating on my arm not falling off because those flags oh, yeah. are heavy. Yeah, featuring Rihanna. Because what's heavy? Those flags are heavy. Right, okay. And Let's the poles on. are quite bendy, so it's not. It's like a two-arm job. Emmy Buendia. Uh, we hope that you like the uh, flags. Um, do you want to give a quick word on trying to get more flags when we can get cooperation from the club? Yeah, so we are building towards bigger and bigger displays. We are kind of taking it baby steps at the moment because we're still figuring out what we can and can't do. Um, some of that is in discussion with the club some of it is in terms of there are certain rules that are for every club across the country which is you can't wave massive flags during the game because they get in the way of people's view so previously we've done some big flags um, and when we've handed them out we've told the people that we've given them to you can't wave these in the game they've said yeah that's fine and then during the game they've waved them so we're still trying to figure out you know, what we can do without getting the club into trouble Without the club having to say we can't do any more flags, but we have got some big plans for some games coming up. So we're hoping to have something fairly big, not for Rotherham, but yeah, for Rotherham. For Rotherham. Yeah. So look out for Rotherham. Tell and then you can't just like to say something big. It's a little surprise. It's a little surprise. surprise. It's not a surprise. Just we'll tell you afterwards. Okay. And then for Derby, we've got... Is it people spinning on their heads and running trying to kick a football? Yeah. yeah. Um, and we've done some it. underworld music. And it really builds into a crescendo. You like it. You really like it. Um, and for the Derby game, just after Christmas as well, we're hoping to do something much bigger. But we're, we're building as we go. This season is kind of a bit of a learning curve. Rotherham, Derby, and then Ipswich. When's Rotherham? Or Rotherham's next, 1st of December. Oh, so next home game. So that's Rainbow Laces Day, um, which the Prouds will be pushing, and that might be a little clue to what we're actually going to do. <gasps> I know what it is. Then. You definitely don't. <laughs> George and Zippy from Rainbow on flags. So we're building to something bigger. It's hopefully it'll get bigger and better every single week through the season. Big plans for Rotherham. Big plans for Derby at home. Big flat plans for the Derby. And uh, yeah, we'll. Have we got we'll, any plans for the Derby? Yeah. <laughs> We'll hopefully get to the stage where <laughs> the lower Barclay is full of little flags. So the little kid? flags, <laughs> the little flags can be waved in the game. They're, there's not really a problem with those. Because they're like clackers and stuff. Yeah. Like so it's about getting more and more of them, getting the volunteers to help put them out. Because obviously putting them on the seats before the game takes a bit of time. But we're we're getting more and bigger and better as we go. Oh, you need to pick the best question, and they'll win some stickers. 
Oh, okay. So it's fight. No, delight wrestling. Tampa. Um, do we have anything about Tampa? No, I'll do the music one because it's kind of special to me, isn't it? There you go. Well, sort of. Kenny? It was, I, I think it was The Unthanked Kitchen. I'll oh, check in a bit. Was it? I'm going to get a free breakfast now, aren't I? Booyah. Can I ask a quick question about the atmosphere? Well, it's more of a suggestion. Mm-hmm. You know you, you do your marches. Yeah. What is the purpose of the march? They're not our marches, they're everyone's uh, they, are, they are your marches. <laughs> you your you so know you can come. I know I can. I am there. I'm always there. I'm watching. <laughs> you can join me. I'm always watching. The purpose of them is... Okay. To in, in a, but I'd like to ask both of you without... without go on. The do. purpose of them is yeah. to uh, get people who don't sit in the Barclay to yeah. have a chance to get involved. Involved in? In the coming together, Camarade, waving the flags, having a song. Yeah, okay. And just getting in the sort of carnival spirit. That's I what think. we're trying to create, is this sort of carnival thing. Yeah, good. That goes from you jump? outside to in. Yeah, Same thing? Yeah. So why do you do it away from the ground near a pub? It's because you need somewhere to meet. Yeah, why do you do it outside the club shop and then march round the ground and get everyone involved because and then go into the ground early and start getting the, the the chance going really early. There's two reasons for that. One is that if you meet outside the ground, you aren't going to pick up anyone who doesn't know that it's happening, and our reach isn't massive. So by starting at the Queen of the Iceni, you get people who are walking past to the ground who tend to join in. Well, I'm sure there's more people near the ground than there is by a pub. Not the time we start. Different angles. Not the time we start. People are milling, John. They're milling about with their morals. <laughs> I think it's a really good point in terms of getting people into the stands early to start singing. And we did that, so we deliberately started early. I think, was it the first march or the second march? I can't remember. Both. Um, and then people just go straight to the bar. Which is so fine, it's, it's good from a club point of view, in terms of the club want more people in the ground mm-hmm. earlier, and one of the things that would help the atmosphere is getting more people in the ground earlier, <coughs> but in order to do that, you have to start somewhere, and if we started at the club shop and went round and round the ground, I don't think Wouldn't that it would... Wouldn't be awesome though? Oh, it would be cool. Idea, yeah. What would be excellent is if there was something in the car park at the back where everyone could meet and there's like a proper... I don't know, the Tailgate. club are trying to do like a, a bigger fan zone. But what would be ideal is doing something in there. We, where, where you had a bar outside, you had food outside, club shop merchandise outside. Big screen show S- and the Selling extra flags. Um, club can make money out of it. It would be more of a meeting place. You know, people only drink at the pubs because that's where they can buy beers and drink and, and food before the game. they've just got to sacrifice one day of not, not drinking at, at Weatherspoons and just go and get the atmosphere around the ground pumping and try and get in early. And when people walk in the first time, half past two whatever time they walk in the place is already kind of jump or trying to be jumping that, yeah that would be excellent so one of the things that's one of the things we want to improve and one of the things that we're finding at the moment with the flags is it's quite difficult to hand out the big flags to many people because we have to have them handed out by sort of ten to three so that we've got a chance to speak to the people who we've handed them out to and they can be being waved while the team are warming up and then come out of the tunnel which and is the 40%. time to wave them but no, almost no one is there right. at that time. And most of the Barclay don't have a hand on to eye coordination to be able to do the flag, do yeah. they? Yeah. That's a brave thing to say from your little comfy seat in the jail. It's lovely. How's your hand on eye coordination for your little prawn sandwich? Prawn sandwich? <laughs> it's a tuna sandwich, I suppose. Not that, I don't like With that. avocado. We round things up with your long come Norwich quiz. Uh, John, it's very simple. You have a minute to answer six is, questions. Is it me? Yeah, yeah. Oh, you guess first. Guess first. first. 
Um, you have a minute to answer six questions. Uh, if you get wrong, then we move on and we'll come back again uh, once you've gone to the end of your six questions. I'm now. Remember that you can pass uh, so that uh, you can get to more questions quicker. Um, your minute, Mr. R, starts. Oh, I didn't like this. Now, who was the last person to score the winning goal in a league defeat for the Canaries? The winning goal in a league defeat? Mm. What? No problem looking at the screen because he's taking that off there. I've no idea. We'll take it as a pass. Who used to play their football at the Victoria ground? Did you know that I am the worst person ever to ask these questions to because I'm not a, a football nerd at all. Um, Victoria ground, Watford. Close. Uh, which team currently boasts the championship top scorer? Uh, Brentford. Correct. Which midfielder is one place ahead of Steven Gerrard in all-time England caps? Midfielder, Brian Robson? Incorrect. Who scored the winner against Villa at Carroll Road this season? Who's the winner against Villa? Oh, man. I don't know. Who was the last club to win their no only not look, No one's FA looking club. in the eyes. I'm trying not to. <laughs> oh, I'm up to two, one. Stop! Literally, none of you look me in the eyes. You didn't even get through the questions. Feeling sorry. One out of six is... uh, One out of five, really. No, no, I did all six. Is that the sixth question? I did all six. Um, So the last person to score the winning goal in a league defeat for the Canaries is Tim Closer. He scored an own goal when uh, Stoke beat Say again, say the question. It's a bit of a trick question, that. Yeah. I don't mind that, but I'll say it again. I don't think language is right. Who was the last person to score the winning goal in a league defeat for the Canaries? They didn't score for the Canaries, though. Did, no, in a league, a league defeat, defeat for, for the, the Canaries. Canaries. I'm with you. Grandma was awful. He scored the OG, didn't he? Yeah, did we just score for the Canaries? No, he scored for in the league defeat for the Canaries. Um, he scored the winning goal oh, I thought in you a league defeat for the Canaries. This, this kind of thing often happens with okay. these questions. So. Stoke play at the Victoria Ground. <laughs> Stoke play at the Victoria Ground. That's right. Yeah. 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 Well, there. they don't anymore. Um, Brentford, you got right. Um, he is the top scorer? Neil Mopay. Yeah. Uh, is he the guy who blasted that one over? From yeah, the yeah. Yard? hit the bar from like one yard. Lovely. Which is actually quite good. If you think about it, it's difficult to do that. Mm. The midfielder one plays ahead of Stephen Gerrard in all-time England caps. Beckham. Correct. Is it? Uh, who scored the winner against Villa at Carrow Road this season? Jordan Rhodes. Got both of them. Oh, who was the did. last club to win their only FA Cup? <coughs> the most recent club who won their one and only FA Cup. Wigan. 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 Correct. I would have got that if I listened to it. That would work for you. Brilliant. So one out of six, which perfectly could be a winning score, at very least yep. a tying score. Um, what? Punt. Honestly, we're rubbish. Punt. Your time. Because the questions are grammatically poor. Yeah. Because well, sometimes he doesn't have the right answers. <laughs> that does happen. Now, after English and German, which is the next most common nationality in the current NF- NCFC squad? Mm-hmm. Hang on. After English and German. Northern Ireland. Incorrect. Who used to play their football at Elm Park? Reading. Correct. Which team currently boasts the League One top scorer? Peterborough. Incorrect. Which defender is one place ahead of Ashley Cole in all-time England caps? Terry Butcher. Incorrect. Which defender has three league goals for Norwich this season? Tim Closer. Correct. Who was the last club before Wigan to win their only FA Cup? Portsmouth. Incorrect. Uh, After English and German, which is the next most common nationality in the TFC squad? Mm, I should know this. <coughs> Pass. Uh, which team currently boasts the League One top scorer? Can I play? 
Yeah, rubbish. Are we, are we nearly out of time? Which defender is one place ahead of Ashley Cole in England's all-time caps? Stop. Uh, two out of six. I get it now, so it goes oh, back it again. Two, yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't six. know that. So, after I, England's I just German, the next most common nationality in the NCFC squad with three players... I don't know, it's tough, that. Is... Yeah, Scottish. Hanley Rhodes and McLean. Oh, uh, she's English. Um, the... Uh, you got Reading. Went, went to the Jays. the top Alpha. scorer. Uh, it's Gillingham. Is it? Mm. Uh, is it, is it Jenny Coon? Uh, the uh, defender, <laughs> one place ahead of Ashley Cole, John is Terry? Bobby Moore. Yeah. Uh, you got Tim Closer with three league goals. Uh, Portsmouth have won the FA Cup twice, but it was a good shout. Um. Uh, they are the last, they're the one before that that was a random team, but Cardiff. they have won it twice, like 36 or something. Uh, Wimbledon. Oh, wow. They're the last ones eight, eight. before. Wow. Uh, we're going to win their one and only one. Uh, so, did ask what year it was, though, did he, John? <coughs> Lorne, your time starts now. Who has the most appearances this season after Cruel and Closer? Um, Lightner. Correct. Who used to play their football at Fellows Park? Oh, I don't know that one. Which team currently boasts the League Two top scorer? Um, someone at the top of League Two, Lincoln. Incorrect. Who is England's second highest capped striker? Gary Lineker. Incorrect. Who scored the winner in our recent home win against Brentford? <laughs> You're really helping, John. Um, Brentford. Who scored against Brentford? You should definitely get it. Come on. Pookie. No. Who was the last club before Wigan and Wimbledon to win their only FA Cup? Correct. Who used to play their football at Fellows Park? I've never heard of Fellows Park. Uh, Everton. Incorrect. One. Which team currently goes to boast the League 2 top scorer? Uh, Wickham. Incorrect. Who's England's second highest cap striker? Rooney. Correct. You've won oh, it. Who scored the winner in our recent home game against Brentford? Oh, I don't know who scored the Oh yeah, that lovely little goal, isn't it? It's a great goal. Uh, Good to, that makes it guest two, lawn two, punt two. Does it? Yeah. Fellows nice Park. Symmetry. Oh, that makes me happy then, that does. Fellows Park, Walsall. Walsall, Before the best goal. That. That's it. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, Tranmere currently have the top lead two scorer. How did you not get that? Would Good. you call yourselves football uh, uh, nerds? I didn't know. 1990s, I know quite a bit apart from that. No. Mm. No, I wouldn't. No? No. What do you think? Agree with that? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I know about very specific football subjects. Lawn is generally it. very good at uh, league club grounds, but does often come a cropper. But then I will always give him harder ones than, than for example, Don't Empire. Ever tell oh, do him you? That. Well, no, because, yeah, because, you, no, because, anyway. because he specifically made a point that's his specialist subject. That's what you would do on Mastermind, isn't it? Park and Victoria, I knew like that. Yeah, I've never heard that. Football grounds and chanting, I know about those things, that's it. What's the best chant ever? Uh, I had a wheelbarrow, the wheel fell off, Notts County. I love to talk about chanting actually, and how the atmosphere is all down to the players. Watch him go, watch him go. Uh, you should read a book on it next summer. That's a good idea. Who's that going to come out by? Uh, someone very, very like Timu Pukki. People were bowing to me as I left the ground on Saturday. That is, I like that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us, John. It's been an absolute pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us, Lorraine. You're Fun. welcome. You've also been here, and Cheers, I know mate. that. Thank you for listening. Four years. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>
did you say you don't like to feel the sick? I don't mind driving. Can you drive? See what I did then. I'll drive. I'm happy to drive. I'll get car sick if not. Let's get to the outtakes. Are you like a sick kid? No, but I don't like feeling ill. What do you Ill. get? Travel sick, car sick? No one likes feeling Who says I fucking love being yeah, sick? Yeah, but I thing. hate it enough to not drink so that I get hungover, because I'd rather I'd rather not be hungover. But if you drank more, you wouldn't be as hungover as often, because you'd be better at it. Or I'm not hungover ever at the moment, because I stopped. Okay. Continue. Uh, yeah, press record. 